Greetings. Hello and welcome. The archival recording you are about to hear was sourced from live streaming audio in an effort to expand content reach. I have decided to repurpose the show as an audio podcast. I have done my best to remaster the audio quality for your ears, but I have chosen to leave its content and length unedited. So you may hear reference to visual cues not described in said audio. If you'd like to see the original live streaming video podcast this recording comes from, please head over to youtube.com slash C slash from us films, LLC, or just search from us F R U M E S S. And don't forget to like share and subscribe audio from episode to episode will also vary in quality. Sorry about that. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Jeff from us. Uh, let's talk for a little bit as we wind down here. Let's talk a little bit about malignant. We are on uh, opposite sides of the fence. We'll start with you. You tell me why you and spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen it. We are spoiling the shit out of this movie right now. Okay. Okay. So don't. So so don't. Yeah. Well, don't hold back, you guys. Whatever you want to say, you say it. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. You launch into it. The first thing, it, it's been funny um, because this is, as you know, it's a hot topic right now. And mm-hmm. maybe it's just the bubble that we're in, but I, I see a lot of people saying it's so polarizing, people on both sides of the fence. I'm not seeing too many people that don't like it. Um, we don't, but I'm, mm-hmm. seeing, I'm seeing so much love for yeah. it everywhere. Yeah. I really am. I think it kind uh, of is our bubble. I mean, maybe. Yeah, it might be just our bubble. <laughs> but we were, I'll tell you, uh, we were turned off in the first five minutes or so, um, and I, I personally think it's the the acting, the acting is bad. Um, there's no humor in it whatsoever. Besides, the, you got the one uh, female detective who makes a couple of cracks about the other, right? Or other, um, she kind of speaks for the audience, I think. Who has the crush on the on the detective? But it's it it to me it played it so straight laced, almost as bad as as uh, Spiral did. You know, Spiral was such a a hard boiled. You're off the case. Have not seen it yet. Haven't oh, seen okay. it yet. Okay, it was it's terrible. Bad. It's um, bad. I, I have very low expectations. And even though this <laughs> is not that bad, to me it was like that. It played it so ultra, ultra serious. Um, and the, I found the dialogue very stilted, very bad. Um, and then when it got to, well, I will say she called, she called the twist in about five minutes. Yeah, I did. And that comes from, obviously comes from seeing so many movies. Yeah. Um, I, I, I will give it when it went there, when it went all batshit at the end, uh, there are some interesting visuals. I still, I was so out of it by then. I was so lost because I, I realized she was right. And uh, it had lost me early on, and uh, and and some of the craziness. I do, I do get it. I do totally get how people. I've been I've been like that about movies where you just no, I'm in. I am in. It's crazy. I'm in. To me, I, I thought Malignant. If it would have gone a little bit more batshit from the beginning and didn't play it so straight, uh, I might have been there. But it, you know, I think part of it though too is that neither one of us is a huge. Um, Jolly. Fan of Italian horror. That's it's true. not Jolly That's Italian. True. But, you know, and this is very Fulci. Although a lot of people are saying Sam Raimi, and I can see that too, except that Sam Raimi is always comedic. And I don't think this was comedic. It was Fulci to me very much. And and um, James Wan is an incredible talent. I'm not going to suggest that he is not. And the visuals were great. But, um, and, and it may have been intentional, the, the wildly stilted 
sort of, uh, you know, lifetime film channel story itself um, that got us to the, the act three that was so great. Like from the moment Zoe Bell appears to the oh, end of the movie, you're just great. like, you're just like, <laughs> okay, okay, if I could have just seen this, you know, but if there's so much of the sort of melodrama parts sucked the life out of me that I couldn't, I couldn't dig the uh, sort of nutty, you know. Yeah. By the time it went there, I, I, I couldn't get back to being on board with the, with, with the nuttiness. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really tempted to watch it again. I am because I am seeing so much love for it and I get it. Uh, I, I can see why people would love it. I, I just, it didn't grab me at all. Um, but I'm willing, I'm willing to give it another shot. <laughs> so tell us why you liked it. Yes. Okay. So first of all, I, you got all of your points are valid. And again, I, I take what you say with, with weight because you guys are so well-versed in genre film. Like, you know, you're, it's not like you guys watch, you know, a couple of screams, a couple of Jason's and a couple of Freddy's like you guys watch everything. So, you know, your and your criticism is fair and valid in, in that kind of way. At the end of the day, it's like what you said. If you're on board yep. from the beginning or if you're on board in any kind of way, if you if you find the right hook, then you're going to excuse everything that might derail you. You're just going to go, oh, it's all right. It's all right. I know. I, I get I know what it's trying to be. It's fine. Whatever. I'm, I'm cool with that. For me, I had picked up on the buzz train and everybody's going, I think I had heard. No, first I heard, oh, my God, malignant. Got to check it out. Then someone um, meant someone shared that they had read online somewhere about how or maybe I read it on Facebook or something about like how it does feel like, you know, you'd imagine that this if this film was made in. Uh, you know, two decades earlier by Stuart Gordon or someone, that it would be a classic. You know, Bob Rose. Bob Rose made that comment as well on my, my Facebook. You know what I mean? Um, like, that it would be uh, uh, championed. But because it, it, it's got that 2021 Sheen brand spanking new film, there's CGI involved, um, the, the actors are sort of and it's it's a weird kind of cast. Like the the cop is the 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 the, guy, the the man cop, whatever his name is. That guy, he's he's. I feel like he's a little young. You know, he's a little too yeah. young for that role. You know, which is okay. Again, fine. Um, it definitely had sort of like a saw sequel proceduralness to it. Not, I haven't seen Spiral, but a lot of those saw sequels have that kind of. On the cop side of things, it's like procedural a little bit. So you definitely feel James, James Wan leaning heavily on it. However, the mystery and the concept, I wasn't, you know, as I, you know, sometimes you watch a film and you're sort of half paying attention. You're just kind of like in it, but you're not really in it. You're sort of just like, you know, you're like, okay, whatever. Um, I, I, I first start, my ears really perked up at the first sort of, I guess, twist it's not really a twist maybe it's more of a turn because the twist actually comes later the first turn is oh maybe it's uh, an imaginary friend and i'm going ah oh. and and you know part of the problem is another aspect is the film is too long it's an hour and 51 yeah, minutes yeah, that is true yes right yeah. the film should be 
the film should have been 85 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. That would have helped. Just, it really yeah. would have. Yeah. Right? Like, you didn't need... And the other thing, too, and again, another going back to the screenwriting thing, and this is another, probably one of the hardest things to execute with ability, but one of the things that you could be most aware of with your taste, if that makes any sense. So it's the hardest thing to execute as a filmmaker, despite how aware you might be of it with your taste. And that is show, don't tell. Yeah. Right? That is... So fucking hard. I'll tell you, as someone who has it in the front of their mind when they're trying to make something, and then somehow you end up with something that explains all this shit. And you're like, how did I get here? Because, you know, in your writer's mind, you're going, well, I have to explain this to myself in order for it to work. And then too much of that spills onto the page and you get carried away. Yeah. And the moment where she says, yeah. I can't move, you're like, that was, she's she talking to her. She's not, why would she tell herself? She's talking that? to us just for our benefit. Yeah, she would not have uh, herself Right. That. And those, and those things started to add up for me um, because I was, I wasn't in it. I wasn't, I wasn't in the headspace that I needed to be in. And it reminded me very much of a few months ago, there was a movie that everybody hated that I loved called, and I think you liked it too, called The Woman in the Window. Uh, because I knew I, I was on board with what they were trying to do from the opening, the opening where they directly homaged Hitchcock and I was on board and everybody hated it. I loved it. Because so, it, it seemed like it wasn't, the film wasn't about the story. We understood the story. We knew what the story was going in. The film was about film. It was about movies. It was about loving these B movies. And, and that's the thing. It's like, if you weren't in, yeah. in the first 10 minutes, you were going to hate that movie so much. But that's, and that's what I think this is like too. That's a good yeah, comparison. But, that, but that's such a good point though, that you bring up about show don't tell because well, I, we bring that up about movies all the time. Film is a visual medium. It's a visual medium. You show, you show over telling. Um, and this, and those, those things. The more it went on about the talking, the woman talking to herself, oh, I can't move. Those just started to add up, and it just helped to, to keep us out of the weighs you down. Yeah, yeah. It kept us out of where we had to be to really enjoy that balls to the walls uh, finale. I mean, that's you know, and again within that hour and 51 minutes and again you know the idea the very simple mantra of show don't tell is is a great way to sort of reset if you're a creative it's a great way if you're a visual storyteller if you're trying to make a movie it's a great way to reset yourself when you get bogged down show don't tell it it just sort of reaffirms you know the idea of trying to align with the things that you love most about your taste if your taste is into that um this film is an hour and 51 minutes long, as I said, and there is a cut of this movie within that hour and 51 minutes where it's all show and no tell. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine how, how even with the bad dialogue, and if there's bad dialogue, I, I didn't care. It didn't bother me. You know, I, I was talking again with Bob, and I was talking again with this guy, Kelly, on my Facebook wall. It's camp, dude. It's pure camp. This film might have legs as a campy sort of, you know, film. Not like The Room, per se, but people might come back to this thing for its camp value, especially in that third act between the CGI, the ridiculousness, you know, the killer, which for those who are... The killer is a malignant tumor slash twin, which is such a cool idea. That's a combination of, like, five different things. It's it's basket case. It's, yeah. it's all this shit, you know, it's Fight Club. It's all these these things rolled up into one and 
and and and rooted in a you know that myth of that Lord Edward somebody who had the twin on the back of his head yeah. who used to whisper evil thoughts in his head. Yeah. It's like it comes from Victorian mythology, so it's all based on and then by uh, wrapped up in Giallo, you know, with the trench coat and the and the black gloves and the knife trophy, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, someone. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. It, it also reminded me. Uh, in some of the uh, mystery detective work of The Ring. Uh, yes, it was mm. also set in the Pacific Northwest, and they started to do all that, uh, all the tracking down of history and trying to put pieces together. I, to me, it, it felt a little bit like The Ring in there, too. But I know a lot of people, um, and, and Hope's right, we are not big, huge Italian horror fans. But it, So it didn't remind me as much of Italian horror as, 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 yeah. as, as she did. Yeah. So, but I, uh, I see it now. Uh, but uh, I think you're right. I think you might be onto something about a future um, cult, cult classic. I think it already I think has. It, it. I think it's I on think the road to that for, for sure. It might just be flavor. It might just be the you know that's the thing that we love about horror films, right? Part of the allure of watching genre stuff is it's always about what is the next thing that you can tell your friends about. The new currency to chat about. The currency is. I'm I'm up to I'm up to snuff like the rest of you. Like I've kept up on my stuff and we can talk about the thing. The water cooler sort of talk. It's very like it's like one of the best parts about being in the horror community. It's not just watching the films. We watch the films alone, alone, not actually alone, maybe you watch it with a few people. We watch the films alone, but then we come together to talk about our experience and whether we liked it or did not like it. And so it could be just sort of the buzz of the month, or it might have some it indeed might have some legs it's campy enough to have some legs but i you know what i keep dwelling on is this idea of like cut out all the dialogue cut out all the stuff about the tapes we don't need to see any of that shit just murders are happening there's this weird creepy killer and then just reveal to uh, you can even throw give us the red that's what it's called it's a red herring give us the red herring about the imaginary friend and then and then pull the carpet out from underneath where we actually find out through what maybe one videotape flashback exposition, just one, about the fact that because uh, how else are you going to know it's a malignant tumor? Yeah, that's the only way you're going to communicate that information and then see it pop out. And then, you know, you talked about the jail and Zoe Bell, who's great there. there you know what was funny about that jail that I was laughing at is that like the jail is filled with every stereotypical, like, it's like, it's like, it's like how, like who, whose idea, like, okay, these are the, they decided that, that these particular types of women were the dregs of society that would be in a drunk tank. And they're all from like different time periods and all different walks of life, but they all zero in on her and call her a country club. But it's like, you know, one is like an Afro queen and one is like a sort of a, a, a trucker lesbian type. I think that's Zoe Bell. Like there's all these different, there are all these different like motifs that, but they're all like united. And anybody who watches jail stuff or anything knows that how segregated it is in jail, even in maybe a drunk tank. So I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> so. and, you know, and you're right about getting together in the community and talking about it. And I, I'm just always glad when, like we're doing now, we can do that without demonizing 
the, the other side. Yeah. Like, we're like one thing we never ever do in our reviews is say if you know if you like this movie, you're an idiot. Yeah. No, 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 no. Right. No, not at all. People come at movies with different takes yeah. uh, for, for one reason or that. And if, if people that love this movie, God bless you. Um, it didn't work for us. We maybe we'll check it out again. But I, I love I love we love to talk about it. But as always, it's in that constructive type of, of conversation instead of demonizing people that disagree. So we're going to wrap it up in just a few minutes. I want to touch on one last aspect about this movie. The idea we talked about it being campy because of the dialogue. We talked about it being campy uh, because of exposition or whatever. Another angle, one of probably one of the one of the the greatest angles for this film, and what's a ve- it rides a very fine line that some other films ride as well. First of all, you guys mentioned this too. You said there was no comedy, and that's the thing that I kept hearing over and over in my social feeds from people that were not down with it. There's no comedy, and I kept thinking in my head. I say, I said, here's my response. One. I think there is comedy if you know where to look for it. And that's not to say that you don't know where to look for it. I'm just saying that, like, there's, like, maybe you're looking for one type of comedy when there's, there is comedy to be found, but you're just not thinking about it in the right kind of way. And two, that this film does what Return of the Living Dead does and what Reanimator does. It rides this very, very fine line between really serious and disturbing and hilarious because of how dry it is. It's this, the humor here is unintentional, but it comes from the physicality of the fact that there's this killer that walks around backwards and breaks people's limbs and that there's like CGI and like, they're also a ninja and they're a tumor. Like it's, it's like, but then the movie itself takes it so seriously, which is what Return of the Living Dead and Reanimator do so well. When you look at those films, you call them comedies. But when you watch them, the films don't know that they're comedies. They don't treat themselves like comedies. And I'm not even talking about camp. Like, I'm, not, I'm talking about this, this other thing where it's like, it's like the, the line is so... It's like what's happening is so ridiculous that it makes you laugh, even though it's super duper treated seriously in the thing, you know. And so I don't know. I, I think that is where there is humor to be found if you if you if you go in with that kind of mindset. But I keep yeah, that was a comment I kept seeing over and over about like, you know, it's not funny enough. Where's the humor? Where we want more humor? And I'm like, but like, where? So what? I don't know. I just didn't like. There's so many films that I watch that don't have humor. Maybe it's because you guys are looking at it. And you're going, well, the dialogue is cheesy. The 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 plot points are are ridiculous. If there was a little comedy, it would be make it more palatable. Am, am I kind of? I want to ask about. I think the definition of camp. Right. For me, yeah. my favorite camp is unintentional humor, which is when a film makes a filmmaker makes a film intending for it to not be funny. And it mm-hmm. is funny. Now, I think that that is what camp is. I do like films. I love Return of the Living Dead. Uh, I love Reanimator. I think that they are explicitly comedies. They were made to be comedies. Um, so I, I feel like for me, this film um, 
And and a lot of times for me, and the enjoyment of like a Fulci movie is that they're not supposed to be funny. They were made as serious films and they are often quite funny because there are big swaths of them that are just stupid. Uh, and I can enjoy that in a movie. You know, George cannot. He has, he does not like enjoy, he doesn't enjoy ironic humor. So I guess I think that's what I thought that this one was, that, it, that Juan wasn't making a super serious film in a way that was supposed to be funny and humorous in its, in its entertainment value. And it wound up being because it was stupid. And I, I know that sounds very harsh. And it sounds like I'm mocking anybody who liked it because I'm not. No, oh, no, no, I don't think that so at all. so bold. It was so mm -hmm. bold that I give mm -hmm. it credit for that, that it just didn't land on me. And, and maybe for me, the word comedy is not quite what I'm getting at. Maybe I, maybe I would have appreciated more self-awareness. To me, uh, it, it wasn't. To me, I didn't get self-awareness of what it really was. And maybe that I wasn't looking for yuck yucks. I was looking for a little like wink wink, like uh, right. Like, we both know what we're doing here, right? And I, I didn't get that at all. Right. Um, you're you're so right about the definition of camp, and this definitely falls within that definition. It does. It does. Because as I said, you have this ultra violence happening at the end with like this ninja style, like acrobat, you know, quality to it. And, and it's like, you think about it for a second. Like sometimes it looks like a fake mask. Sometimes it's CGI and okay. sometimes it's the girl. And, you know, it's all sort of, sort of like, like jumps around. And if, you know, if you know anything, if you, if you have an eye for this stuff, you, you can point it, you can easily point it out. I mean, anybody could really, but it's just this idea of like this ridiculous notion of like this killer that walks around backwards, yeah. which is sort of like, it's scary. And at the beginning, like the first half of the film, they really try to hide the fact that the killer is ba backwards. Yeah. They try to make it seem more like a, a, an amorphous creature, which I also uh, thought was good. So they're doing a lot of, I guess, ultimately, they're doing a lot of interesting things with a concept that um, is based on a bunch of tried and true things and blends them all together in a way that feels fresh. But the execution and the direction and the dialogue and the running time and uh, all the other things that we critiqued uh, make it land flat for some. And that's why it feels like a litmus test for me because they're like – it's not about like enlightenment. It's just about like it's about like what you're into. Like oh, I'll 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 excuse this, and then other people are like, no, I won't excuse yeah, this. It's true. And I think it, horror is a great ground uh, for that. For that in yeah. particular, what people are willing to accept, you know, because they get this other thing. You know, uh, I think horror. And and for me, and this is a huge spoiler. Um, the moment that made me think this movie might be dumb enough for me to like it. Right, <laughs> where it's like we're just gonna we're just gonna push it into the brain, yeah, and then sew the skull back on. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I don't think that much pressure in the brain. I I don't think that's a good plan. <laughs> so that was okay. That was absolutely. And someone else again, someone else commented on my little thread and was like, when you mess with biology, it makes me hard for me to suspend my disbelief. I, you know, it's funny, again, like, I watched that and I didn't even blink an eye, but hearing you, like, talk about the mechanics of it, like, they're like, yeah, we can't cut around this. Let's just push it in and close the skull. No! You know, oh my God, it was hilarious. It was, it was my that, movie. 
that is just that really is hilarious. And just like the face of of the thing was yeah. ridiculous looking. Although I will say, genuine moment of terror when they pop in the tape and you do see like this what is and again when you think about it and here's the thing all right uh slightly serious topic within this topic and and we're again we're we're at the hour so we're gonna guys we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up um but the 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 notion of like what you know how like films have theme well, I mean, right the films have themes or like what is the theme in here and the theme is actually kind of I, I'm not sad or serious per se but like it's this idea of living with cancer, you know, which is kind of there on, on some level with all the camp, with all this idea. It's like, what is the message behind what's happening? There's one message of, oh, you know, uh, family is thicker than blood, you know, with the two sisters at the end talking about that or, you know, um, or this notion. Writing the determining the fate of her own body. Yes. Oh, yeah, Totally. Totally, that too. And also this idea of, you know, what, you know, uh, of the horrors of living with malignant cancer. The idea that the cancer is literally personified as a killer monster that takes control of someone's body against the will. You could see how in another filmmaker's hands, and again, we all love James Wan. We, we, We said that I love James Wan. You guys love James Wan. Just saying, in another filmmaker's hands, that message and that material, and maybe a more show and less tell with the whole mystery and the twists and all that, you have a killer, scary, crazy psychological horror thriller yeah. with body horror mixed in. Like, I mean, yeah. it's there, man. It's there. So, yeah. yeah. And, and just uh, to show where little things that people let go. Like I was, I was fine with the shoving the brain back in. What, <laughs> what I wasn't fine. I wasn't fine with things like when, when, when she's crying in the room there and the TV's on and they're having this breaking news and the other woman comes in and says, what, why are you sad? Did you know her? The bulletin is not even over yet. You haven't even heard what the bulletin was or who died. What are you talking about? That stuff just, puts me over the edge the brain stuff fine but see isn't that fascinating it is it is that's but that's what but that's what's so interesting and it really is so subjective yeah yeah where like like where you just sort of you know where where you overlook that but you'll dwell on something like that Uh, again brought up super quick the the notion someone was like you know what didn't work for me in batman forever when they say, what are we going to do with this kid who he's going to have to go to the boys home? And it's and it's uh, Chris McDonald. It's 23 year old Chris McDonald riding on a motorcycle. He's got to go to a boys home because <laughs> he's a ward of the state. <laughs> but he can ride a motorcycle. Like, you know, just like I mean, it's kind of funny, you know, it's just like funny yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but I got to tell you, this was uh, I, this is so much fun. I, I'm so fun. glad that you guys came on. And, you know, really. We should do some sort of crossover, um, Mad Wolf thing. Let's find a good topic yeah. or a good thing, maybe the next divisive horror thing or something, and we'll we'll have you on the show. And what, this is what we're going to do: we'll uh, maybe we'll try and split it up, where 
half of it is on mine and half of it is on yours and they can cross over from one to the other, that kind of thing. And um, have a conversation that way. I like it, yeah. Because cool. the, the people always ask, how often do we disagree on movies? Not very no, often. Not very so often. it's fun to, to, to get this engagement where we're coming yeah. to a movie from two different angles, yeah. You need that. You need the third wheel to come in and stir up the punch bowl. <laughs> Disruptor. Um, is there anything else that is there anything else about the campaign that we didn't touch on that you want to make sure gets said on the air, or are we pretty good here? Well, you've you've been nice enough to have the link yeah. down there to the Indiegogo, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah, just you've been so great. Yeah. Thank you so we can't much thank for you all enough. this, Jeff. Yeah. I really my my pleasure. Truly, my pleasure. And. I don't know when I will be out at Nightmares. I keep saying every year I'm going to make it out there, and yeah, every year I don't. But I will. I will be out there again. I will. And we will have a ripping war in time. Yeah, we so, will. Uh, listen, we'll, 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 we'll definitely uh, keep in touch. But, again, I just want to say – oh, and, guys, make sure you – know, I'll put links in, in the description under the YouTube video – Check out the Fright Club podcast. Again, these guys do the really engaging, interesting top 10 videos. And unlike me, top five, unlike me who can never shut the fuck up and stop talking, they understand the notion of brevity. No, what is it? Brevity is the soul of wit. Brevity is the soul of wit, right? Yeah. They're, they're in and out. It's like such a digestible, it's under an hour. It's so... Fast, you can you can just do a bunch of video. Uh, you have you so. have the courage to go live without a net. See, I edit art, That's so right. I have a I have a secret weapon of the edit room. That's right. You know, I might be more like willing to edit if I like had like the time or bandwidth. And it's like I, you know, what's funny? I became more prolific when I just started going live because it may it's like a whole. It's such a different animal because you have to think about what you say. You have to think carefully about what you say and you know depending on the topic sometimes you get a really good chat going with people and everybody's talking in the chat and it's really fun and you know other times you're just chatting because you feel like talking about a thing and see if it gets picked up by the youtube algorithm and it's just it's a lot of fun it, it yeah. really is i love it's doing it fun, yeah. really yeah. enjoyed thank it. you so thank much. you so we have a nice way of saying goodbye here as, as always we say make sure guys even if you even in the very least, make sure you just click on the link and just watch their video. They have a video with, with more information. But what we say here is we say peace and hair grease, if my button would let me. Come on. What is, what is going on here with this thing? Here we go. We're